0: Big cliffhanger in chapter 14. Chapter 15. Chapter 15. 15. Okay. So, our last episode, very short. This one, probably just as short, but we get one of the biggest reveals here, in my opinion. Something that I've been holding on to up to this point for so long. We open up with Dachshund chewing into Kelsier. Why did you do this? Why did you take her? Everyone's in a panic. Kelseyer is torn like to shreds, right? Like he's he's better off than 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 Ven is with the large wound in her side when we last saw her. But he survived. He he did. He survived. Uh, his arms are torn up. They said his body was covered in, in in scratches and and just cut up everywhere from what I can only assume was the Steel Inquisitor throwing some of those like spiked pyramid things at him and him getting hit by them. He had massive wounds where I, I can again assume that he got caught maybe by the, by the axe or the blade or whatever's happening there. But Dachshund's laying into him. Why would you do that? Why would you take Vin? Kelsier, you, you are stupid, and this was stupid for you. You know, he's lean, like, up to this point, we've not seen someone talk to Kelsier like this and survive. And um, I can't blame him.
1: You know, yeah i I just can't I mean look at what they walked into, but
0: yeah it was it was terrible um, you know, Kelsier does his best to explain, listen, like I tried my best, I was distracting two of them at once while Vin was running, but one of them pulled off and started chasing. They sent two after her. It's like they didn't care about me, they cared about her for whatever reason they were pulled towards her, and i I don't know what to think about that, right like isn't Kelsier the survivor isn't he the big problem here he's the one everyone knows at least he's the pain he's the one who knows where the atm is why did the heck did they send two after vin and only one after Kelsier? i don't know but Kelsier gets away he he said he tries to push i did my best i tried to keep them away but they didn't seem interested in me and you know, we talked about how Kelsier mentions one of these things are a threat. The fact that he tried so hard to keep two on him, I think says a lot. He, like, he cares about his crew. And he still couldn't do anything in this sense. He just said, I hoped that, you know, I bought her enough time that she got away. And everyone looks solemn, because they're all looking at how Kelsir looked with years of training facing one, and they went, yeah, there's no way that Vin's alive. There's just no way. And Kelsir puts together, like, A hopeless, he sees it as hopeless, but you know, it's one of those things where instead of letting everyone sulk, he puts together like this hopeless, like search squad. Like, you know, y'all go back to the manor, y'all go to clubs to shop. You know, me and Ham are going to get as close to Credic Shaw as we can and we're going to look for her. And even in his head, you know, everyone starts working immediately, but even in his head, he goes, They are, they all probably know the same thing I know, which is we're not going to find her before the Steel Inquisitors if she even got away. It's just not going to happen. And so. Yeah, the Kelsier, right as he says this, one of uh, Club's apprentices comes running in. Is, is it Master Boris at this point? I think it's Lester Yeah, he 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 comes in and he's just like, there's a cloaked figure coming right now in Kelsier and they all start getting ready to fight. And Kelsier's like, all right, I, I doomed us all. You know, here comes the Steel Inquisitor. Everything's over. We're all screwed. It's all my fault. And then... Sazed comes in carrying Vin. Wait, wait, wait. Sazed comes in carrying Vin. Sazed saved Vin from a steel inquisitor. Sazed was the guy that she recognized. And <laughs> he brings her in, you know, immediately tells them get her pewter, get her pewter. I think she's out of it. They they give her pewter and she, a little bit of color returns to her and Kelster's like, "Okay, okay. If anyone can save her, it's Sazed because Sazed, the Keepers do not only keep religion, they keep science in their metal minds. They can remember medicine." And Sazed gets his bag and immediately starts surgery.
1: And he does whatever he can for her. And then they're like, "Why by the way, what else do you have?" And yeah. He has his, he has the
0: book. He has he has his book that he found. I don't know if it's the same book. Vin threw the book that was covered in, in the in the spikes and everything. She threw it and she never got it back. But he says when he was looking for her in the palace, he found another book, mm-hmm. and that's what he brought back. And so, we don't know. He he says it's in a language that I probably can, can translate. But I don't know, and definitely not today, I'm tired. And he mentions something really important here. He mentions, he goes, I had to expend a full metal mind to get there in time, and I still was too slow. So, again, what the heck is Sazed?
1: Sazed, something's
0: going on, something more is happening, clearly, with Sazed than we know. But, yeah, we're left at the end of the the chapter with Sazed having completed the surgery, having gone upstairs to go to sleep. After saying I have no idea whether she's going to survive through the night. And Dachsan goes, Well, Kelsier, is this worth it? And he goes, Well, ask me if Vin survives. And that's the end of part two. Alright. Chapter 16.
1: Chapter 16.
0: Chapter 16. The beginning. the beginning of part three. Yeah. The beginning of part three. Vin wakes up in Club's his shop, uh, time skip of about two weeks. She's been unconscious for two weeks after her run-in with the Inquisitor. Um Sitting there waiting for her is, I always, I could never say his name right. Lester Bornis. Lester Bornis, now known as Spook. Spook. Kelsier gave him a crew name. Um, apparently, Spook was super dedicated to watching her while she was unconscious, and he's the one to find her And uh, when she wakes up and goes to get everyone. Then immediately has been asked the same question I've been asking countless times to this point. What the heck says it? Um, yeah, I mean, he's a keeper, but what's a keeper? This guy saved her. That's what we saw in the last chapter. He saved her, and you know, based on how she struggled to get away from those Inquisitors, they didn't just let her go. <laughs> right. So, what did he have to do to get her out of there? Well, then, uh, Decides that she's too hurt, and by decides I mean her body decides for her, and she just goes right back to sleep. And she eventually awakes again later to Kelsier there, and Kelsier lets her know that hey, your plan to sneak Marsh in was good. We got in contact with the with the guy, and we're good to go on that front. So we're gonna get Kelsier into the Steel Ministry. Marsh, get Marsh Marsh into the Steel Ministry. Marsh (laughs) into the Steel Ministry. Um. Other than that, he feels terrible. Kelsey feels terrible apologizes to her for letting her kind of force her way in he 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 seems a lot more muted than the Kelsey or we're used to seeing. He's not even like happy when he's giving her this news. He mentions that you know they have a good cover story for Lady Valette, but ultimately he he seems to not at least for the moment not care about the crew's plans as much. It's he kind of used it as a way to avoid apologizing until he kind of had to. And then he did. And um, yeah, he Vin's ready to go back. She holds no grudges. She's ready to come back as Lady Lady Valette. And after resting for about three more days, she's back on the move. And she's getting picked up by the carriage. She's starting to make public appearances again. She's being seen by people. <laughs> Uh, after having everyone assumed she was just too sick to leave and we get a new kind of insight into Van again I mean I guess not new but kind of a renewed look into the way she sees things and how Cruz operates right she's absolutely amazed that they didn't just leave her to die it makes no sense to her she's seen it in the past where Cruz literally will just say you can't earn your keep, or you're too weak you will die so we can we can live and she's amazed at the fact that the crew let her drain resources and took care of her for so long. Um Vin Vin really tries to like ignore that bit of the trauma she's had in the past, but man. Reen's voice still comes back. That 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 trauma. She can't over seem to like take that final step to overcome the trauma. It's always just having this like lasting bits uh they're fools yeah this plan
1: will end in disaster
0: yeah um but here like again this kind of is huge here in the sense that it's showing like then at this point at least up to this point kelsier and the crew have not given her a single reason to think that they're going to turn her around and even in her own mind she thinks man i literally did nothing but drain their resources they could have just left me to die and it would have been better and they didn't so that kind of shows how deep that, that the trauma is that she's trying to overcome this this these intrusive thoughts well she comes back lord renew comes out to meet her and she can, she swears she's like you never come out to meet me what's going on and he's just like you know i need i got to spoil my favorite what was a niece i've got to spoil my favorite niece and she's like "Uh, uh uh-huh yeah okay well kelsier gives then a bit of knowledge here that she needs to go easy on her pewter she needs to go easy on the metal she's burning because her body can get used to it too used to it and you know i kind of when i read that i was like wait wait is there such thing as like metal addiction does that, does that exist? It's essentially what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, like I wish you could yeah. withdraw from it. Yeah. You can't let your body get too reliant on the metals. <clears throat> um, which kind of is weird. Is there, like, something along the lines of maybe when you burn pewter for too long, does it, like, inhibit the body's ability to heal? Like, it, it ignores everything, and so the body doesn't heal? I don't, I don't know. It, that doesn't make sense, though, because burning pewter, you know, the body naturally burned pewter to keep her alive during, say, surgery, you know? So, I don't, I don't know. But... Vin wants to immediately find Cezid. uh Good, good girl, Vin. I, I need <laughs> answers. Okay, she wants answers. I want answers. She's not gonna wait. She goes and she finds Sazed in the study. You know, translating the book that he brought, and she points out that he's wearing glasses now. And that's not normal for him he, he she she mentions hey, no his eyesight's normal why does he have to wear glasses to do this but so i mean there must be something there with with what's going on at least um she tries to pry it out of him she she asked the same questions i did says it what did you do what did you do, man? Like, like this—the this Steel Inquisitor didn't just let us go.
1: Well, she she accuses him of being an elementer.
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm definitely not one of those." Um, and he's like, "Well, you know, I uh I distracted him, <laughs> and she knows very well that that at least her distraction didn't work."
1: So he was like, uh, "I think he's like, um, uh, it is not within my powers to even kill one of those monsters." yeah it's not his within, powers
0: yeah it's not within his powers and she doesn't believe him and he's like have i ever lied to you and she's like well no you haven't lied to me before so what is it you know what is you know, what is a keeper and says it basically says you know i'm translating this book because i know what what was the number 172 languages uh, if we if we remember correctly, he knows like five hundred and twenty six religions he basically describes the keepers or storehouses you know, and Vin's like how the heck do you do you remember all these things he goes well i'm you know how does a man remember these things and he's very specifically says, not a man, a keeper, I'm a keeper he goes well, i'm a man, and he explains a little bit he's he's still holding on to his secrets, you know, go ahead, keep your secrets, you know <laughs> But he, he, he goes... Allomancers are able to pull energy from metals. Whereas... Keepers... Use metals to create memories. So... There's something he can do. So apparently... Whatever metal he, he has on his body... He's using it to, to store these memories. and And... You know... So apparently... Whatever metal he has, he's using it to create these memories, so I guess he he doesn't have to remember them himself. You know? Maybe maybe that's why he's able, he has access to all these languages and everything, or like the just like general knowledge. I think Kelsier before before the Surgery went, keepers don't only memorize one thing. He you know, they know science too. And so Maybe that's what it is here. Maybe every time they learn something new, they, they're able to, like, create, like, a, like almost like a copy out with the metal.
1: Well, he even says something to the effect of, like, you use metals to, like, pull powers out, and I use metals to, like, hold on to things. And then Ben tries to get more information, and he's like...
0: No, I mean, he straight up tells her, like, yeah. he, he doesn't lie again. He says, I'm keeping this secret because the Lord Ruler hates keepers, and... So we keep everything as close to our chest as we can, because we don't want to give anything away to make it easier for the Lord Ruler to hunt them down and kill them all. And so Vin keeps on kind of pushing and he shuts her down. He's like, okay, okay. And she makes like some kind of like sly comment about how, you know, he's like, you're like, they get to talking about how the terrorist people like docile, And he's like, and she's like, you don't seem very docile, right? Like you're, you're an open rebellion, you know? And he just goes, well, you know, that's just sort of a thing. And she goes like, and he mentions like how Terra Stewarts are bred, right? Their, their, their breeding is controlled. And we learned that they're, they're castrated at a young age. So says it's a eunuch. Um, Vin gets a little off put by that. And, you know, you can, has kind of that apologetic look you know that's not i guess that's not something you should uh you should be just like thrown out there um or at least messing on them with but they <sighs> we get the sense here in this conversation that Sazed is way braver than he leads on to be because vin points out no 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 you put your life at risk in the face <coughs> of a steel inquisitor to save me and he's like yeah but i did that because kelser told me to that was kind of, that was his argument, and Vin's not buying it, I'm not buying it, you know, this, th- this guy's brave, and so, she kind of pokes and prods at him a little bit more, and eventually she asks the question, she just goes, all right, I need to know, who betrayed Kelsier, and this kind of stems from the fact that um, uh, Vin's kind of like saying, I would rather not, you know, trust anyone. How does, how do you all trust each other so well? And says, it's like, well, let's put it this way. Your belief that everyone is going to betray you. I would rather ignore that and trust people and be betrayed than listen or then actually believe that. Cause that sounds, you know, in a nice way, he basically goes, that sounds pitiful.
1: He's like, I'd rather not live in a world like that. Yeah. So I just don't believe it.
0: Yep. And this, this is a big statement from Caesar because this is the guy who up to this point has continuously pointed out through both his actions and his words that he believes that everyone has certain beliefs and that everyone's beliefs matter somehow. Yet this is the first time he's been like, yeah, that one ain't good. You know, we're not going to keep that. And so, you know, in response, Vin goes, fine, who betrayed Kelsier then? And we get the drop that it was Mare. Kelsier's uh wife, Kelsier's wife betrayed betrayed him. And um yeah. That's where we're left at the end of this chapter. Chapter 17 and uh that name is a doozy. Oh
1: yeah. Hellenium. Hellenium. Hellenium.
0: Hellenium. <laughs> yeah. Uh that one's that one's a bit much. Um well, I didn't talk about the epigraph last episode and I want everyone to know that that totally was on purpose um, <laughs> because this chapter we get a nice little lore drop here, a bit of a bomb. So we open up again with Vin going stir-crazy. She has She's back at the manor and she's had to be the most uptight and perfect Lady Valette she can be because she's injured so she can't practice any of her allomancy, because she's still recovering and Kelsier and Lord Renew have both agreed that they need to hire new people who aren't in on the plan as servants. Why? Because it would be suspicious that they're being so good at keeping out spies from other houses. They need to let spies come in. Indeed. Funny, funny thought, but hey, uh, it's—I guess—it's better to keep your enemies close, right? Indeed. So something I wouldn't have thought of. So they decide they need to hire new servants, understanding that most of them are probably going to be spies for other great houses. Okay, no big deal. Well, Vin's going absolutely crazy with this. She has dinner with Lord Renew most nights now, and he's just like, how's your day? Sweet. Back to work. And he just works while he eats. And Vin is just at that moment where he's just like, man this this imposter's dynamite like like he does not crack he doesn't show any cracks at all and she finally gets her chance at avoiding the the stir crazy here because even even says it's busy she's like says it please just give me lessons why don't you just why like i even will be okay with those i am so sick of not being able to do anything says it's busy translating the book that he once again found uh which by the way uh I don't know if it was while we were recording or not while we were recording, but I definitely told you Mac that this book was a different book, and I was wrong. It was definitely the book <laughs> Vin had and threw. I
1: was gonna say you did say that. Now I Which, was gonna I was gonna own you up on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw it. I, <laughs> I, I, I saw it in your eyes. But here's the thing: I have a question about that. Really fast, a little off topic. When she just like threw it, did Caesar just like? Go up and get that, like like he caught that. It was like, Where is she? Like, because she threw it to go.
1: well, we don't know what says it is. Maybe he has some way of seeing metal the same way that they do. I don't know.
0: but anyway, continuing on, yeah, um, even says it's busy, and so she's dying for some sort of back in on the plan, and she gets her wish because the crew decides we should go have the meeting at the mansion so we can include Vin and Renew in. Uh, Vin and Renew, and on like what we're doing, and so Kelsier and the crew arrives, and basically they offered to have the meeting, and Vin goes yes, please, yes, and Renu just get, is disappointed. And is, is like come on, you're supposed to keep up the facade too. Like you're you're cracking, and uh, yeah, we haven't seen him crack once yet. So, but they arrive and. They are. They learn that the, the Ham's doing great with the troops. The troops are training. They're they're starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. It's still not nearly as enough. I think they even. Uh, I think Yidan even at a point suggests that, hey, maybe we reduce the number. Maybe like our original estimate was too big, which which Vin even points out. Yidan went from, you know, trash scum of the ska, angry at everyone to. He's wearing nicer clothing now. He's carrying himself like he's in a position of leadership. He's making, I guess, responsible, you know, statements in this case where he's just going like, yeah, I know that's what y'all promised me. But like, realistically, we might not get that. And he's OK with it. So Vin notices that however they've been working Eden, he's even changing. um. But yeah, March should be in the in the ministry in a month. uh, And Steel inquisitors, you know. At this point, Steel Inquisitor's greater than Mistborns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was a big talking point. Even like, you know, even Breeze points out, he goes, yeah, after seeing what they did to Vin and Kelser, mm-mm, like, they're, they're not anything to joke about. Well, Seizid finally shows up, and he has the lore bomb to drop. He has been translating the book, the journal, whatever it is that Vin found, and he says, this seems to be the journal of the person who went to go defeat the deepness. And he describes how it's like, oh, the entries are definitely like, they're like, I mean, he doesn't say definitely, but he's like, they're they're probably the Lord Ruler on his way before he ascended, because he, he even points out that even the religious texts of the Steel Ministry says that the Lord Ruler was just a man before he ascended.
1: Indeed. So he basically said, this is the Lord Ruler's journal.
0: Yeah. And I mean, based on, you know, again, not confirmed, but based on what how Saza describes it, these are the epigraphs we've been reading. Pretty much, yeah. So, you know, and we'll talk about that because I want to bring in one of Brandon's lectures on how he wr- how he does writing in this case. That I, one of the ones that I watched from B- BYU. It is genius, but we get we get we. One of Brandon's characters doesn't just come out and say it, but we basically get the confirmation that the epigraphs are in fact the journal. Of the Lord Ruler, which is amazing. Yeah, and it makes sense. Yeah, it makes it makes complete sense. <clears throat> so, well, Vin wants to return real bad. She wants to go back to doing the balls. Kelsier goes, "Can she?" And says it's like, "Nah." And he says, "Well, Doxing goes, we need him back. We need her back at the balls." And Kelsir goes, "All right, no physical allomancy, but you need to get back out there. We need you to start, you know, getting out there and." You know, spreading the name and everything, and well, Vin is becoming more like Lady Valette every single time we see her. She misses the balls. She likes how she dresses in the gowns, and there it is again. She wonders if Ellen is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So she definitely wants back in. Well, she goes, and uh, the meeting is is done it's they they talk for a little bit longer about some of the smaller bits um it seems like brandon doesn't paint them as super important for us to pick up because it's like very quick passing like glancing comments about things the meeting's over and vin goes to get prepared for the ball that's happening tonight she goes out and she finds the most beautiful and bold gown that she can and goes yep this is it because she wants to look good which is far from what she was when mm-hmm. we first we first found her. She wants to stand out now. She, she like specifically thinks in her head. She's trying to pull attention now, and it, but in her mind, she's given herself that little trick of. The more attention I pull, it's not me. It's the more attention Lady Valette's pulling, and that means Vin is going to be even more hidden. The more attention she pulls, and then of course there's Ellen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Kelsier lands on top of her carriage, or I guess. Uh, Actually I think is actually on the balcony for her here. I think it's the balcony, actually. Yeah, he, I think it's the balcony. He,
1: he at least at one point does go into the balcony and everyone's like, You probably shouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just he's just on the balcony. But he's on he's on Vin's balcony and he says, like She comes out after like thinking about how the ground and everything's so beautiful, and we get like the stark contrast of Kelsier's just brooding outside. And he's just like, Vin the, the world is not beautiful It's <laughs> just like okay
1: she's like doesn't it, doesn't it seem wrong doesn't it look wrong yeah, to do, you
0: doesn't it look wrong and he shows her this picture that mare had given him and it's a picture and he goes that's a flower which again i was when i reread that for the first time i was like wait wait wait, wait. and i caught it the second time because he just goes oh yeah that's a flower and it's one of those moments where it's like it's one of the cute, the cool tricks that authors have by putting something super mundane in front of us and we skip it because it's mundane to us. And then we, when we see the characters react, we go, oh, that's not, that's not mundane. That's not mundane at all, you know?
1: Because again, even the garden, they were like, it has beautiful oranges and reds and they mix them all up. And he's like, here is something a different color. And Vin is like, what the heck is this?
0: Yeah. So... Kelsir claims that Mare told him that Um the world changed after the ascension. All these the, the colours, the, the green, the flowers, they all disappeared after the ascension of the the Lord Ruler. And on this note, Vin Vin goes for it, man. Like she's not scared. Vin just goes and goes, So yeah, Mare betrayed you, by the way. And he's initially caught off guard, but then he just goes, Well, I guess everyone knows at this point that, you know, that's what everyone says, you know? And he's like, yeah, but like, I still love her. Like, I don't, I I don't care. Like, you know, I might've been upset about it or whatever, but I ultimately, I still love her. And Vin's like blown away. Like, how can you love someone who betrayed you? And he's just like, well, how about this? How about this, Vin? I would rather love people and get hurt than not even try to love them at all. And she again goes, yeah, you're a little bit crazy. He goes, well, what about you? He goes, do you prefer Cayman's crew or or this one? And, you know, Vin, we we know Vin at this point has been fighting that. That's the reason she's here. She continuously tells herself how much she cares about this crew versus the other crew. Um, I mean, look, when the other crew was found dead, she was like, yeah, they're whatever. But this crew's keeping her around. And, well, he kind of, Kelsir goes on like a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a rant, I guess he's like venting, I guess, it's more so of him venting, but he tells, he tells Ben, you know, it, it felt terrible, I don't want to believe that it's true, but the Lord Ruler, when we were found, came out and straight up thanked Mare for betraying, for betraying us, right as he caught us, he goes, and he seemed so genuine it wasn't snarky it wasn't it was just straight up a thank you and then vin was like
1: but she got sent to the pits just like you and then kelsier was like she showed up a few weeks after i got there i don't know what happened
0: yeah you know yeah it could have been the lord ruler tying up loose ends um but essentially we learn here what snapping is we kind of knew what it was before kelsey gave us like a brief description of it but he straight up at this point defines what is snapping and it's just that a misting or misborn. These, these people who have allomancy they can't have their powers unless they experience something incredibly traumatic almost near death like and to him that was when Mare was beaten to death at the pits and he, he realized something that he doesn't know whether she betrayed him or not but what hurt him the most was the fact that he knew he loved her and she died, knowing that he questioned her loyalty, and that's what just crushed him and that's what we learned that's what caused him to snap in the pits and so that's why he uh that's how he got his powers, and we get i think the most telling sentence from Kelsier up to this point. We just get the raw answer to why he's doing what he's doing, and I believe it 100%. He said, because I ever doubted her, I'm going to return the world to its beautiful self, the world before the ascension. And that's where we're left at the end of the chapter. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, because this chapter is uh, quite busy. Yeah, quite busy. Chapter 18. So chapter 18, uh, we're going to kind of go through this summary a lot quicker in my opinion, because it's just so much, so much about. going on. And so I'm going to give this one a bit more of a little bit of rough. I'll try to keep as much detail as I can in it as possible for our summary episode, but we're going to kind of speed through this one. So Evan arrives at this ball. She is in the most beautiful dress she could find. She was trying to be bold. She wants to stick out for Ellen. She wants to stick out because she just has a lot of confidence now. She's coming back. She feels happy. And she's immediately shut down because she comes into all of these, you know, these noble women who fill out their dresses perfectly. They have, you know, she even points out, what is she wearing what is that and and, and, and <laughs> says it's like high heels you can't wear them he goes what? she's like why don't i have high heels and yeah. <laughs> so for obvious reasons yeah for obvious reasons but yeah like she comes in super confident confident and then her confidence is kind of shut down a bit because she she gets met with all these noble women who are openly hostile you know it's just, and says it de- explains it's just the court way right this is the way that they fight amongst each other. It doesn't matter. They want to show their station through how well they're dressed. And that's how they're going to try to dominate a social situation. And so Vin kind of picks up on that. And she goes, she kind of files it away that she needs better stuff. And so she files that one away for later. And she points out that the this Lord's Hall, I, f- I forgot the Lord's name. But the, the, house, the house, this house hall the keep. Is, is not nearly as nice as Venture's she's like she she's even starting to notice very quickly this is only her second ball and she's like well yeah this place isn't that great compared to the last one we were in and (coughs) excuse me and she's looking for ellen that's the biggest thing here after she gets over the initial like scanning the room and everything she's like where is he and she's looking for him for obvious reasons at this point. She she needs to see see her man. Um, but uh, yeah. Sazed kind of recommends that she does what she promised last time. You need to go dance with people. You need to go get to know people. You need to actually start getting into people's inner circles. That's what's important now. So that's what you should focus on. So she goes over. Sits down at a table. She's getting all ready. She's hyping herself up. And boom, 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 boom book after book after book after book after book and ellen just sits down with a stack of books doesn't even talk to her just starts reading and they start squabbling again i even have in in my notes here several times in this chapter ellen and Vince squabble Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, they 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 do the social dance right they do they tease each other they're they're flirting They're, they're 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 just teasing each other and kind of messing with each other but in a weird way they're trying to fill each other out too they're trying to learn about each other um and Vin, Vin eventually loses her cool. And I think the big thing here was Vin loses her cool in the beginning because Ellen talks incredibly disrespectful about Sazed. He says, like, this is why I don't like Stewart. So they're unsufferably like... Insufferably prof- efficient. Yeah. And...
1: And, and Vin says, "Sazed's a better man than you will ever be. Yeah, is a better man than you'll ever be. And and, Elend, and Elend admitted, admittedly takes a step back and just says... I apologize.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it shows a lot about his character. We learn a lot more here. I'm jumping a little bit of here, but since you brought that up, he seems to have this view that the the ska and the servants. There has to be something more to them. That's what, at least, what he's thinking. He wants to talk to Vin about that. We'll get to that in a second. But I think that reaction he had was very much a, oh, this is what I'm ex- how I'm expected to react. And then when when he realized that Vin wasn't going to react like a no- uh, like a normal noble noble person he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. He got embarrassed in a way like, Oh, this isn't how I think this is how I was expected to react. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. He, he, he basically, he said, he basically said like, I am kind of putting, and he didn't say, but I mean, that just shows like I'm putting on a show and I didn't mean for it to go that far.
0: Yep. They go back to squabbling. Then Vin, Vin tries to get his attention and he throws her off by, you know, he straight up just calls her beautiful. And this throws Vin way off. Um, but yeah, going on here, he wants to essentially know why Lady Valette's here. He shows that he's interested in the ska. He wants to start up a conversation with her. Vin has to consistently remind herself, I need to answer with, they're just ska. I need to answer with, they're just... She has to complete, continuously remind herself not to give herself away by, by talking more. He's like, are the ska here in the in, in the city different than the ones on your plantation? Are they smart there? Do they show intelligence? And she's just like, well of course they show intelligence you know they are people and he goes they are and she goes yeah but they're just ska like like she has to continuously shut down his like you know i guess his prying for knowledge here and i find that super duper interesting about him and this goes on for a while and he eventually goes back to ignoring her starts reading a book and everything. She realizes people aren't coming to dance with her because they see Ellen sitting at her table and all the lower lords, the ones that would be approaching her because they're the correct social status to approach her, are all not doing anything because they're afraid of Ellen. And so she eventually gives one of them a look and kind of coaxes them over to ask her to dance and she accepts. And she spreads a rumor almost immediately. This guy's super scared dancing with her. Uh, She realizes for the first time that these people were as scared and nervous as she was her first time going to the ball, and that I mean, that puts her at ease. He goes, "Oh, these people are just as afraid as I am. You know, this is going to go well." But she spreads a rumor. She tells him, which she expects him to tell all the other boys that want to dance with her, that Ellen is kind of acting like her big brother. Ellen, you know, the Venture and the Renew family are friends, and Ellen is uh watching over her like a garden guardian and well it works because she returns she gets to use that to poke at ellen and he goes and she goes yeah you're you're like my brother my much older brother and he goes much older he goes yeah probably twice as old he goes twice as old unless you are a very mature 10 year old (laughs) i do not believe i'm twice as old as you
1: ellen is 21 years old yeah
0: ellen's 21 and so she gets to poke fun at him and everything but he ends up uh she gets asked to dance consistently 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 uh during her first dance though something i kind of glossed over is that he uh he mentions that the the boy that she danced with mentions that the ventures are keeping super duper quiet after kelsier's attacks they are not overextending they're not making noise they're being very calm and calculated and that vin or i guess lady valette in this case someone lady shan is spreading rumors about lady valette and they're apparently not very good so Vin, after messing with ellen for a little more goes yeah and there's this, some girl spreading rumors about me lady lady shan and he and ellen clams up and it's like oh yeah about yeah mm-hmm. and she goes well you're gonna tell me now and he's like no and he goes all right well, Ellen, Lady Shan is, uh, Ellen's betrothed? Fiance, ex-fiance, I don't know. One of those. I mean, <laughs> Ellen was like, oh yeah, that was like something my family set up like months ago, but I haven't even talked to her, really. And so, I don't know what that is about. Um, Yeah, because he even mentions early on, he goes, it's so weird that he mentions it that way, because he's like, oh yeah, my parents have like been setting me up with dates, mm-hmm. like every single time, and I'm like, but you're betrothed, I don't know, it's
1: Ex-fiancé, I think, is how we're
0: looking yeah, at ex-fiance it. Yeah, ex-fiancé is probably more more like it. And then we all of a sudden learn that Lady Valette made an enemy. And it wasn't even her fault. <laughs> Ellen kind of forced that one on her. And that's not good because we learned a little bit later that Lady Shan holds a lot of influence from what we're seeing. Um, But here, let me let me check my notes really fast so I can stay on track here. So ellen leaves uh, ellen dimi- d- dismissed says by the way while she was dancing so he could go to his, his servant's meal um ellen leaves and leaves all the books everywhere and almost immediately a star- a terrace stewart approaches vin after some dancing with, with, with some of the other guys and approaches her brings her over to this table because lady shan wants to talk to her and we, we immediately know that she's in a in a station of power. Vin spots it out very quickly. She's surrounded by other women, but they all defer to her. They all look at her when they talk. They on all, Wednesdays, we wear pink. On Wednesday, yeah. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> um, Stop trying to make Allomancy happen. It's not going to happen. Um, well, it is going to happen because Vin, this Lady Shan, starts interrogating Vin, basically uses every insults her looks, insults her intelligence, insults everything about her, telling her that she's trash and that she should be lucky to be used. Never mind, Regina George is
1: too good for this lady.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, you're too good to be used, so you sh- better be happy that, that I'm using you right now. And Vin, through Breeze's very good training, recognizes that Lady Shan's an alamancer. She's a soother. She She's soothing Vin, trying to get her onto her side. And so... Then, upon realizing this, kind of scans really fast because, you know, the alarms start going off. The Cayman alarms start going off again, and she realizes that the terrace Stewart that was serving Lady Shan very slyly came back from his meal early to go snoop on Ellen's table and go through the books. So she makes up a rather rude way to leave. She just basically stands up and goes, oh, my Stewart's going to be looking for me, and then ignores her when she asks her to stay and just walks away and stops the steward from looking around and from there i'm not going to go too in depth on this because i know we're going to talk about it she comes back she starts fake reading books to keep the boys away and she finds and she goes starts snooping through ellen's books and she sees a book that has the title like the 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 weather patterns of the northern dominance or something Mm -hmm. like that but when she opens it there is text which i have it all here but i'm going to spare that one it's just text that basically goes against the lord ruler it's It basically points out how this this society for having an immoral ruler should be way better than it is, therefore, it's the Lord ruler's fault that we're in a such a bad society and so some like heretical text this kind of tracks though so far with Ellen Ellen's kind of interested in how the people are being kept down, whether they are real people. He questions basically everything the ministry says and in fact Vin even says as Lady Vallette says I I tend to question everything the ministry says and Ellen responded with that's interesting you're way different than I thought you would be Mm -hmm. well Ellen returns and they continue squabbling Um, Ellen says some controversial things to rouse Vin just getting to get her get a response out of her and uh, he leaves he gathers up the books you know, thanks her for sa- talking. Says, "Hey, you should uh, you should not space out balls by two months. How about that?" And leaves. And Vin notices that she's leaving. He's leaving with two gentlemen. it returns, and she asks, "Who are those two He's leaving with, and he points out that they are the heirs to House Lacal and House Hastings, mm-hmm. both natural enemies of House Venture. Yet they seem to be very cozy and very friendly to each other when they leave. Well. Vin and Saesad go to leave. it's like, yeah, we should remember that because that seems pretty important. Um, we'll tell Kelsier that. They leave, and Vin starts to hear a struggle in the mist as they're going outside to their carriage. She turns on her tin, and she realizes that it's it's a guard dragging a ska boy. And so she keeps her tin on while she's waiting for her carriage, and she's listening, and the guard goes over and says, it was the kitchen Skawboy He was begging from noblemen. And they kind of just nod. There's no other... Just a nod, and the guy takes him out into the mist. And when he thinks he's far enough that the guest won't see, he just slits the boy's throat. And Ven is incredibly shook by this because there's literally elegance in dancing, something that she's been saying to herself at this point. And like, you know, how could, like, I think she even says at one point, how can Kelsier hate this? Like, th- there is elegance to the nobleman, there is elegance to this, you know, yet there it is. Look how closely, look how stark the difference is. Not 10 feet away, there's an incredible ball, and 10 feet the other direction, there's just blatant murder. And there's a really good quote that I I can't really remember off the top of my head that mentions, like, don't forget the ash just because you've seen some silk or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's where we're left with, with Vin, like, just sh- shook into the core of that it's like, wow, that's right. You know, the skull lives are truly meaningless to them. Chapter. 19. All right. Interesting bit in the epigraph. Mm-hmm. We open up with Kelsier scouting out some more of the great houses. He is in disguise for some reason, and he's looking out trying to see, you know, I guess scout the defenses because at this point, all the houses are on highlord. He notes that there are several mistings that are most likely ten eyes out there focusing and trying to find him. Well, I think he senses that they are ten eyes somehow. Like I think yeah, yeah. he's able to sense their ten eyes. Yeah, yeah. And so he's kind of looking about and scouting them out and we learn out we learn that he's also there to blackmail them because he's killed a, a skull or he's killed a nobleman who was doing some terrible things like ska fighting and things like that. Um, and just, just drops him at their door. Like, there you go. And just trying to, again, stir up some trouble because I can't remember exactly what the relationship was, but it was something like he dropped him at the house and he was like a known rival, but he-
1: no, no. So it was like, it was, it was something like uh, in Trone, The guy he killed was like their uh, ally and so they were suspect trying to, they, were, they would be suspicious of, did this one house, who is also our rival kill our our ally? or did this other house that was trying to become our ally kill them and so that we'd become more desperate and make them our friend? I mean, it, it's like you can see there's a complicated web here, and Kelsier's here sticking it to him.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I kind of have this feeling where it's like, how much does Kelsier really know it's going to affect them versus he's just like, whatever causes chaos. We get a little bit of him looking into it and kind of like laying it out for us. But yeah, he's just trying to cause chaos between the Great Houses. And we learn that he's in a disguise because he's going to go meet an informant. And his contact is a name, a, a man who he refers to as Hoyd. And one thing that's interesting about Hoyd here is that Kelser points out that he is smoking tobacco, which in this world, in the Final Empire, is a luxurious thing. Not very many people can afford to do that. So with that, and kind of the description of Hoyt itself, we kind of get this painting, this image painted in our head that this man is someone who is very good at what he does. He's obviously wealthy, which means he is a good informant, and as Hoyt points out several times during the conversation his information is his livelihood the minute he's uh knows a little too much or doesn't know enough his life's over and so a very skilled informant Court is in disguise trying to act like another nobleman because he's trying to get information on lord renew and on the renew house because he just kind of wants to know what rumors are floating around revolving lord renew um and most importantly, do any of those rumors point towards uh giving away that Lord Renew is kind of their front for the rebellion itself? And we get a bunch of different rumors, nothing that's substantial, um, up until the point that Lord Renew or Kelsier, and remember, this is happening at the same time as when Vin's at the party in the last couple of chapters. And so Kelsier and Hoyd by this means somehow almost within an hour maybe maybe two the rumor that vin spread about ellen venture being her guardian has already spread out and Kelsier hears that rumor
1: so the ska aren't the only one who are
0: gossips oh (laughs) i mean it just kind of points out exactly what uh and Kelsier renew and all of them were saying when it came down to like this is why we need you in there vin look at how quickly information spreads like this and it would be an extreme disadvantage to not have access to this in some way, some, like, form or another. So, Kelster kind of pushes on him, tries to get a little more information. He re- kind of realizes that they're safe. There's no big threat. No rumors are spreading that are going to give away that it's the rebellion or the front for the rebellion. But he also learns that Lady Shan is um, a soother from Hoyt as well, which we learned is confirmed through Vin in the previous chapter when she interacted with her so he leaves after having done this he again he he notes a lot of interesting things about Hoyd like like he tosses the money to Hoyd and Hoyd misses it and like reaches down and is was like sorry it's my eye sign things like that and Kelsey's like that's really smart you know if they if they believe you can't recognize their face you know th- that just makes you less
1: likely to get killed
0: yeah exactly and Kelsey here in a moment even like steals that. That Mm -hmm. little tidbit from Hoyt himself. But, um... Yeah. Um... He is... Kelsier jumps away, learning that he has his own... We learn he has his own meeting, and it turns out he's dressed up in two-part. He messes up his hair, he roughs himself up with ash, he... And he turns himself into an informant as well, because not only is he trying to get information from the informants themselves, he's gonna try to also feed some fake information, and kind of see on the other side what he can get from the nobles. And he has a meeting with Lord Venture. So, the meeting with Lord Venture is informative because Venture believes that Venture basically sees right through them. Right through the rebellion's plan. He he's like there's someone out there manipulating the Ska. You know, have you heard of the survivor? And Kelsier tries to yeah, Kelsier <laughs> tries to play it off uh, as nothing. And Venture's like yeah you're stupid because like this is definitely like even if he he might not be alive you know i'm you might be right informant and, and the survivor might not be alive but someone is using this story to manipulate the ska and get them all rowdy and he goes you in particular you know i'm going to kind of look at this you know that there's ways to imitate people if someone were to get a hold of the survival survivor's bones and Gelser goes yes i i know Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. What does that mean? Uh
1: that's a bit much. So this idea that Kelsier could be dead and still, you know, people could see him. Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: So in this case, um I'm sorry. In this case, Kelsier really you can see he f- like for one of the f- like it, it's happened a little bit but for in general this is one of the first times we see Kelsier outside of f- fighting and combat that he seems to be taken back and put on the back foot a little bit by how much Venture actually knows. And we can see how formidable the Venture household is.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was completely unprepared for the fact that he knew he, he was
0: more concerned about all these other things with Kelsier. So, so hmm. essentially, Venture, Lord Venture leaves and he's like, you know, I'm not paying you. You're lucky I'm not killing you. If you want me to not kill you next time, you better go get me information about the survivor and this eleventh metal BS. So it's spread. It's everywhere, even at this point, maybe not all the nobles know, but the most important and most powerful nobles know mm-hmm. what's going on too. And so that's Well, there's of, something going on. They know yeah. something's going on. Yeah, yeah. The 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 first hints of what's going on have been betrayed, essentially. So so after being done with Lord Venture, Kelsier heads back to the mansion, and he immediately notes that Vin's just chilling in her gown, and which is, again, something new. He points out and he goes, she would have already been out of that by now. But here she is, like, she might not be sitting ladylike, but she's still in the gown, she's still dressed up how she is, and she seems to be getting more and more comfortable, which we've been noticing as well with the chapters with Vin. She's not only starting to be more comfortable, she's starting to actually like what she's doing and enjoying herself. And so, Vin points out Kelcer has his funny beard, a little bit more banter between them, and, you know, Kelcer spills the beans, you know. The Renew front is safe, um, but yeah, they know a lot about me. They know that I'm alive, or at least they suspect heavily that I'm alive. And um, they also have been hearing the rumblings of, I don't know if exactly if he mentioned rebellion necessary, but Venture said, you know, the eleventh medal's some BS. It's being used to ra- get the get the skull rowdy essentially. And so, after pointing that out, you know, something interesting here is that Kelsier is like watching them talk between themselves, and Lord Renew says something, and it's like in Kelsier's mind he goes, "It was said by." the chondra what is the chondra i
1: don't know renew said something like that's who i am
0: the chondra said yeah so hmm a a capital k chondra okay interesting because again we've kind of heard a little bit you know going back a couple chapters right we hear uh, a couple a bit back closer to the beginning breeze like refers to the imitator as something so after referring after hearing that um vin kind of points out she's super duper annoyed with Sazed, right um she she's like Sazed had the same information i did and even better information than i did after i danced with all those boys and all those things and she is just like getting teased a little bit by Sazed and Kelsey about how efficient Sazed is at what he's doing
1: but that it'll take a few months before Ven can get into the inner circles, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll take you a while to get there, right? You're learning the useless stuff on the outside right now, because but the act of doing so is not useless. You're building relationships. Well, Ven decides she wants to talk to Kelsier secretly, and Kelsier takes them off to the you know to a different room and is like, "What's up?" And Ven didn't tell Sazed about the book Ellen had from the last chapter. She waits, and she tells Kelsier. Kelsier mentions, you know, the book goes by the name Book of the False Dawn, and the person who wrote it was killed in the same way Cayman was. You know, the Steel Ministry decided to string him up and make an example out of him. And Vin's trying to figure out, you know, why do they even allow these books to exist in the first place? And Kelsier's like, well, because the act of banning something makes it, like... Banning books is tricky business. Yeah. It, Can
1: make it un, 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 unusually popular. Yep. And
0: so Kelsier realizes and Vin realizes that Lady Shan is probably trying to blackmail Ellen with the book or with some information to try to, you know, maybe get him to fulfill his original promise of marriage. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. It's just to get the venture house under their thumb. Whatever it is, but Kelsier notes again, okay, you know, note to self, we can play those two against each other. But Kelsier suspects that Vin had alternative, you know, motives here for why she's seemingly protecting Ellen from, you know, she only went to Kelsier, not to the group. And so Kelsier tries to bait her. And Kelsier baits her really quickly by saying, yeah, Ellen might be a bit of an issue here it's probably best to kill him and vin loses it right it's like no 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 what do you just mean like i I didn't want him dead i didn't want him to die i thought that maybe we could use him maybe he he thinks like us maybe he can be and she just tries to justify anything she can to keep this off the table and kelsey's like well you know yeah, yeah yeah I kind of saw this coming and he gives her the lecture of stay away, stay away. He's only going to use you, stay away. This is dangerous. And the chapter ends with Kelsier being like, "Vin won't stay away." The hero of ages shall not be a man, but a force. No nation may claim him, no woman shall keep him, and no king may slay him. He shall belong to none, not even himself. Chapter 20. Yeah, looking at that epigraph, it doesn't really feel like that's the Lord (laughs) Ruler. Well, I mean, Um, yeah. Well, we've heard about the Hero of Ages before,
1: so let's kind of talk about um, what goes on here and we'll go into it a bit more.
0: But yeah, so like you said, chapter 20, um, we open up with Vin out enjoying carriage rides and essentially playing the part of being Lady Valette, right? She needs to be seen more and more out about by... Not only the Ska, but the other nobles, and ranging from low all the way to high, like tier here. She has a part to play. We have another time jump. I don't know necessarily what the time jump is from our last chapter, but I know it's now three months from the Steel Inquisitor attack, because she mentions how she's still so annoyed that she still isn't completely healed after what happened to her. She's still on bed rest. Ah, Why well, am I still alive? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so no, she's not on bed rest, but she uh, bed rest means bed, you can't get up. Bed rest, well, bed rest for a misborn. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> she, she she she's leashed. Yeah, she, yeah exactly. So. She has to keep a. Yeah, but she anyway she's daydreaming, and we see a little bit of like like the girlish lady of Valette daydreaming here because she's thinking about Ellen and how she's tired of not seeing him because apparently he hasn't been going to balls lately you know she hasn't seen him in a while i think she said something like two months was the last time she saw him at a ball and it's funny because we get to see like this little bit of like drama in the background because she wants to see him she's over here like man lady shan is being this massive thorn in my back end here she won't stop she takes every chance to ridicule me to attack me she's spreading rumors about me and Vincing, how vicious the the noble court can be here just in these two aspects. She is, like, based on, you know, our last chapter we had Kelsier basically baiting her with, like, I'm gonna assassinate Ellen. And now she's telling herself things like, you know, there's no way Ellen actually knows what's going on. He must be ignorant. Like, she's combining what Kelsier said with what she witnessed with, you know, the noble people essentially ignoring the fact that a Ska boy's throat was just slit, what, 20 feet from the entrance to a ball? Like and he's like there's no way ellen's like this there's no way he knows based on the questions he was asking me he must be super sheltered he must not understand what's going on and you know maybe but like to me that sounds like a bunch of copium from (laughs) then because it's like it's it's just a bunch (laughs) of copium right there's no there's no way that someone who's that powerful like i can see it maybe a little bit but he definitely knows what's going on (laughs) like (laughs) sorry um But she realizes something, and she says it out loud. She's not like Kelser. She does not hate the nobility. And I think that's huge to hear. Like, the life she's had, she goes through this after seeing both sides, and she goes, I can't hate them, even though all of this is going on. So, we return now back to the um, plantation, Lord Renew's estate. And she, you know vin arrives and kelsier and everyone starts immediately teasing her again about how she's out look at her she's out doing her carriage ride she's in her gown she's she's lady valette and she kind of gets a realization i'm jumping ahead of myself i apologize she gets realization here in a second but um yeah so she asks, what's going on and Kelsier and and Renew are next to each other. They're talking, and it turns out that they're now moving the weapons. Lord Renew is getting a canal boat set up, and they're going to take the weapons, and Kelsier, Marsh, and Eden are are going to go on this boat. They're going to drop Marsh off with the Ministry spy, or I guess rat, I don't know, what do you call him, informant? Whatever it is, he's going to get... The obligator that they paid off. The smuggler, there Mm -hmm. you go. They're going to get to... He's going to get dropped off with the Ministry Alkalites. And then Eden and Kelsier are going to go take the weapons and check out the army that's being trained in the caves right now. And so Kelsier wants Ven to go train with Marsh. Because Marsh is not going to be here any longer. And she needs to get whatever little bit of information she can get out of him in this short amount of time before he leaves. So... Before that happens, Vin Vin accepts and goes, all right, you know, it's just seeking, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now, Marsh
1: says, I bet that's exactly how you feel. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's going to go see him. And, but first she realizes that all these workers are staring at Kelsier, and she's like, there's a spy. There's a spy amongst us. And so she turns on the ten. She goes into girly lady Valette mode and just starts to try to listen. And she realizes this is not a spy. These are people a part of this rebellion, and they are in awe of Kelsier. They're not spies. They're Simps. Yeah, they're Simps. They're, we got some Kelsier Simps in the chat. Um, but yeah, no, they they're in awe of Kelsier, and they refer to him as a survivor, and. It's kind of weird because even Vin points it out, they don't see Kelsier as a man. They see him as something greater. And whether this is a part of the plan or not, I mean, Kelsier. at some points were talking about things along the lines of like, you know, how do I inspire people? How do I inspire passion? He's talked to Sazed about this on multiple occasions. It looks like it's working, whatever he's doing, because they're not following a man anymore. They're following the survivor. So she realizes that the Ska are really into Kelsier. The army's gaining gaining momentum at this point. Things are kind of looking up for the rebellion. At the she lets the ten die down. Realizes you know there probably are spies, but these aren't these people aren't them. And she decides that she's going to go talk to Marsh now. And while she's going, she's like, man. I really don't understand Kelsier because Kelsier said things along the lines of like I'm going to return the world to the way it was he goes no one has the ability to do that no one can return the world to the way it was like what what we're going to kill the lord ruler and everything's going to magically go back and fix itself no way like the lion king yeah (laughs) Yeah. the water the the rivers stop being dried up because we killed the bad guy (laughs) yeah there it is there it is but yeah, she's like, there's no way that's going to happen. Um but she still can applaud Kelser for what he's doing. He's putting he's putting together a lot here. Well, she also mentions that something that I thought was really, really cool, because we've talked about the trauma of Vin a lot here. She mentions that she's barely been hearing Rain's voice anymore. And when she does, it's super soft and in the back of her head. And I think that's a big like it's a big moment here, right? It seems like the trauma is actually starting to heal with Vin. She's she likes what she's doing with the noblemen. She's admitted that she doesn't hate them, which, you know, that's like, you know, she doesn't forgive them, but she doesn't hate them. That's huge for just like mental health in general, right? She trusts Kelsier enough to share information that she would not have shared. With how much she's shown she cares about Ellen, old Vin would have one not even made that connection. But two, definitely wouldn't have put that person in danger she could help it. Yet yeah, She trusts everyone here. I think that's pretty big, considering how much we've talked about the past trauma. So she goes up, and she's like, hey, Marsh, I'm here to annoy you. And I want you to train me. And he's like, all right, cool. You think it's useless? She's like, yeah, this is useless. But hey, I'm here. Kelsier wants me to do it. And Marsh schools Vin, just like Breeze did. Uh, we're starting to see the running thing here march points out all the advantages to being a good seeker it's not just knowing when someone's burning allomancy right or burning metals with allomancy you know you realize you know there's two sources right she goes yeah i can feel closer down here and you up here and march is already like that's incredible because most seekers can't even they can only know there's a source they can't determine different sources or anything like that so you are skilled well, can you tell me what he's burning? And she's like, no. He goes, well, you should be able to. Because if you, you know, and he lays out the whole, I'm not going to repeat it here, but he lays out the whole uh, knowledge in the case of Allomancy. He's like...
1: But he doesn't say you should be able to, but you should notice that there's a difference. And she does notice there's a difference. Um, yeah. But, but then he's like, "Can you can you notice... I forgot what exactly he asked her. Can you notice this thing? And she's like,
0: no. And can you, can like, you understand the length of the pulse? Or the, something oh, like yeah, that. the length
1: of the pulses. And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. took me six months to figure that out.
0: Yeah, you, you'd have been so much better than me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he, he lays out a lot of really cool things that we didn't know about seeking before. Not only can you determine that there are different sources of alamancy, which honestly I thought was a given in the beginning, but it turns out it's not. That's mm-hmm. inter- You're special if you can do that. Not only can you do that, but you can also um, determine what alama- what like what they're burning too, based on the length and the timing of the pulse, as he calls it. Um, you will know exactly what they're burning. And Vin's like, "Well, wh- why is that important?" And he goes, "Well, that guy who's staring at you from like a hundred yards away. Wouldn't you like to know if he could push coins at you, or would you rather? Like, would you like to know the fact that he's a thug and can like beat you to a pulp if he gets close to you? Like, wouldn't that be nice to know?" And she's like, "Oh yeah." That would be nice to know. we get to see, oh, that's kind of what Kelsier did, right? He pointed out, like, last chapter, was it? That he pointed you could out, see that there were ten eyes. You could see there were ten eyes just by feeling their pulls. Well, this is how. And so Marsh gets to just, like, I think he, this is exactly what I said. I'm looking at my notes now. You need to understand that everyone feels unique. There's a push and a pull, which we've heard about a lot up to this point, but it's never been Specified on what that is, and essentially his quick TLDR of push and pull is, you know, you can pull, you can pull on some sources, you can push on your own sources. You know, is it internal or external metal, right, or an external source of power? On steel, you can pull. You know, iron or steel. You can push. Iron, you can pull. You know, external sources. You, then you have internal sources. You can pull on your own senses. You can pewter is pushing on your own senses and that and I
1: mean, and Ben even mentions that when she sensed one, I felt like this is pulling and you're pushing, right? And yeah. so that's likely where that these terms come from.
0: Yeah, and he mentions that you can know they're each unique through their length, pattern, and the push and pull variance. And if you know those three things and you can tell what those three things are, you'll know exactly what metal each person's burning at that point.
1: And I thought the two big things that he pointed out were like one one was if you see someone using allomancy but you can't sense them, you know they're misborn.
0: Yeah, that's and, a big thing. Or an,
1: inqui- or an Inquisitor, and either way you need to be running. And the other one, and this was a huge one. Uh, you can tell if someone's using emotional allomancy on you, what emotions they're trying to mess with.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. That is huge, too. Knowing exactly... Because look at what Bree said. He goes, you not only, when you're using this, you have to know the person. You need to, if you want outcome A, if you want outcome A for them to be angry... The best way to do that is not to make them angry. The best way to do that is to dull these other emotions, flame these other ones that will lead them to being angry, right?
1: So see, sensing that is huge. So seeking is a lot cooler than we expected, which, again, love the magic system. I'll, I'll nerd, about, nerd out about it later.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but we get the backstory after this, right? After Marsh gives this training tip, she basically says, like, you know, you just need to practice now because i gate i told you why this is useful how it's useful just practice it and next time i see you we'll go over this again and she's like all right cool but then we get a little bit of backstory because he starts to discuss why he hates he lets it slip a little bit on why he kind of hates the Steel ministry and then vin kind of being a little devious decides she's gonna put breeze's training to use and she starts soothing and rioting and trying to mess with him and trying to get him to to talk more about it and we learn through marsh that marsh hates the steel ministry the same way that Kelsir hates the nobles and it's because they killed their mother the ministry went after and killed their mother Mm -hmm. and he just wants to hurt them that's why he's in he doesn't like he's Which is weird, right? He's kind of like Kelsier. Like, He's not in it to see the Rebellion win. He's not in it to overthrow. He's in it to hurt the still ministry any way he can. But where he is different from Kelsier is that he does admit to Ven. This information that I'm going to get, whether or not I die or not, will hurt them in the future because it will help. It will help the Rebellion down the road. It will help Ska down the road even if it's a thousand years down the road. So you can see the little bit of a resemblance there between March and Kelsier. But Marsh figures out he's getting sued, tells Vin to bugger off, essentially. And in order for in order for Vin to kind of extend an olive branch, Vin relives her own trauma and tells Marsh what happened to her. He, she asks Marsh, "Do you hate Kelsier?" And, Kel, and Marsh is like, "No, we're family. I've never hated Kelsier. Like, I I can't. I can be angry with him, but I can't hate him. He's family." And she's like, I don't understand. You can do that because I hate Reen. And she explains. He goes, Reen, you know, Reen was pretty bad to you. So that episode forever ago when we talked about how I said like, oh, was it all gaslighting? No, it is pretty much confirmed. You know, up to this point, it had been confirmed before this, but Reen was pretty terrible to mm-hmm. Vin. Um, and she relives the trauma of you know, mo- uh, her mom killing her sister you know she's her mom killing her sister she mentions how you know the only thing her mother gave her was this earring and that reen found her just essentially covered in the blood and remains of her sister and reen saved her essentially and yeah i can kind of see why vin's a bit messed up now and why she has trust issues um but she, she tells Marsh that it's kind of like an olive branch, right? Like, I'm sorry I did that to you. Now I'm going to tell you something about me that's hurts. And Marsh appreciates it. And I think he appreciates it in the way he acts, right? He doesn't get angry anymore. He just says, don't do it again. He talks to her about it. And, and he tries to console her. And they have this heart-to-heart moment over Kelsier. And because he goes, I don't know if Kelsier's changed. And Ven goes, for the first time, I think Ven's, you know, outside of like the initial... Kelsier's crazy when she didn't know him. I think this is the first time that Vin, having started to like Kelsier and trust him, is critical of him because she points out, "I think Marsh, I think you're right. I don't think Kelsier's changed because the way he's spreading information, he's making the Skull look at him in a certain light, and that might not be the best thing." Um. So, yeah. But the big bomb we get at the end here. I mean. I considered a big bomb because this is what I was looking for. Is yeah, and it turns out Marsh did love Mare too, and that is where most of this anger and fighting between the two has come out, and that's where we're left.